Hello everyone, my name is Cliff Duvinois, and after 20 years I returned to my native Michigan and in my quest to reconnect with our great state, I want to talk to the leaders that are behind Michigan's top destinations. I'm going to learn more about them and the great experiences they and their team provide all of us Michiganders, and perhaps I'll learn a few things along the way. Welcome to the Call of Leadership podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. Cliff Dubinois here, and today we are joined by the executive director and president of the Michigan Snow Sports Industries Association, Mickey McWilliams. Mickey, how are you? I'm pretty good today. Excellent. Glad to, glad to hear that, and thank you for taking time out to be on the podcast today. Tell us a little bit about where you're from and where you grew up. Well, I live in Clarkston, Michigan, beautiful Clarkston. We've been here, geez, about 26 years now, 27. So we've been here a long time. Um, originally from Michigan, I uh, lived here all my life and love it and love to ski here. Excellent. When did you first experience skiing? It was when I was, oh, I would say maybe 10 years old. My parents took us out skiing a few times and decided that that it was something that might be fun for the family to do, which I consider always fun for families to do. And they went about teaching us, getting us lessons and uh, teaching us how to ski. And talk to us a little bit about, because uh, I know we started, we jumped right into skiing there, but talk to us a little bit about what the, the Michigan Snow Sport Association, what, what, is, what is that? What do they do? Sure. It's, this is the association that represents the ski industry in our state. It's the ski areas. Uh, we represent ski retailers as well and all the other uh, related businesses like um, hotels uh, that are near ski areas and people that sell to ski areas and shops, etc. So, and what we do for them is we started out as a pretty much a marketing centered organization. Our job was to get more people interested in going out to the slopes and trails in Michigan. But along the way, we've kind of gotten uh, more involved in a lot of other things uh, like advocacy. We work with our, our government on issues that relate to skiing and snowboarding. And now it's also about opening and staying open safely. Yes, exactly. With the whole COVID-19 that, that, that we're currently in the middle of as of this recording. But I did want to go back because this is something that, is, that has actually come up with a couple of other interviews that I had, especially with regards to outdoor sports. Why do you think it's important that you be involved with the, with the legislators here in Michigan? Well, there's always something to be involved with, um, with legislation that affects our industry. And uh, it's important to stay abreast of those things and, and advocate for whatever you know, whatever it happens to be that, that it is the issue at the specific time. You know, over this past year, it's been working with getting funding for, you know, the PPP funding, doing things like that, in addition to, to working with our legislators on, on just have, having access to ski areas um, over this time. Right. Understand. Okay. Talk to us a little bit about uh, the history of the association. When, when did it get started? Why was it even started in the first place? It was started in 1992. And the reason it was started was, like I mentioned before, just as a marketing-driven association, what happened is a group of ski areas, operators got together 
and and instead and decided that instead of trying to compete with each other all the time, they wanted to see if they could work together to bring more people onto the slopes and trails in Michigan, and and so that's how the association was formed, just to in order to do that. And they didn't have very much money to start with to do anything like this, but over the years we've been able to put together programs that bring in some money so that we are able to advertise and uh, use our funds for promoting our sport in various ways. Nice. And how did you wind up getting involved with the association? Well, I was not too long after I after college, I, I took a position at one of the skiers in northern Michigan as their marketing director. And but my husband was living back in the Metro Detroit area, so it wasn't a really good situation for us to be that far apart. Right. And I, so what I did is I, after uh, like about a year and a half, I, I decided that I'd come home back to Metro Detroit. And, but I didn't stay out of the business. I ended up uh, working with the, some of the Northern Michigan skiers to start with, to kind of try and promote them in the Traverse City area. And that ended up being something that more, kind of morphed into the um, ski industry association the way it is right now. Okay, excellent. And I know that there's a number of ski resorts uh, in Michigan. I know because I've been reaching out to them to get them on the podcast as well and uh, talk about what they offer. But really, like, how big of, uh, of an impact does skiing have on, on the Michigan economy? So first, I'm, I'm really proud of this. Michigan has more ski areas than any other state um, in the country. What? New York. Well, I, you know, I actually probably should say more like we're tied with New York for the most ski areas in the country, because d- depending on who's open at, at any given time or, or year, because sometimes ski areas don't open for a year or right. not and then open again. But New York right now says that they have 50 ski areas. And um, according to our government, we have 52. So I'm Pleased to say that right now, at least, we have more skiers than any other state. And and that's important to note because no matter where you live in our state, you're within a two-hour to two-and-a-half-hour at the most drive to a ski area. So it's really accessible. And and that's that's why it's such a, a real important thing to promote here, especially during times like this when people want to get out and, and exercise. Uh, ski areas are accessible. They're close and, and they're fun. As far as an economic impact goes, we on an average year usually have about right around uh, two million skier visits a year in our state. Nice. Yeah, which is which is nice. It's it's quite a few, and and I can't I don't know the exact economic impact for our ski areas, but winter travel in Michigan accounts winter recreational travel accounts for not quite one third of the recreational travel for the whole year. So it's pretty important. Yeah, it sounds like it's a, it's a very a very significant chunk. And if we're talking about one third, it's probably safe bet that it that number would be in the billions. Yes, it, it's in the billions, It's but I don't know the exact number, sorry. <laughs> nope, that's okay. So talk to us a little bit about, because I, I know that by going through your website, I was looking on there and you guys have you know, granted, you know, this would be, you know, if there was like normal times, there wasn't a COVID thing, but it seems like you're also doing a lot of work to, to get people out and skiing. So why don't you talk to us a little bit about the programs that you guys are offering? 
Sure. We've got a couple programs that people should really, if you want to get out and learn to ski, we have a program called Discover Michigan Skiing. It's It runs through the month of January, and it is a lesson, rental equipment, and lift ticket. And all that is either $35 for downhill skiing or $20 for cross-country. Well, downhill skiing and snowboarding, too, for $35. So so it's a, it's a fantastic deal. I mean, you, you can't, lift tickets are more expensive than $35. Yes, they are. The lift ticket, it's a beginner area lift ticket, a beginner area, le- a beginner lesson. So you have to be a beginner and rental equipment offer that price. So you can learn to ski and then you spend the rest of your time that day out on the slopes doing it. And it's, it's a really, really, really good deal. There's a link on our website to our Discover Michigan Skiing program, and there's a way that you can sign up online. And those skiers that don't allow you to sign up online, you can give them a call and register for it as well. That's um, awesome. And the question I got for you is because you're an avid skier, skier what, what is it about skiing that just attracts you so much to it? Well, um, there's a few things. One is it's it really is fun. I mean, it's getting out and skiing makes you smile. It's just it's it's outdoors in the winter. And you know, when you think about winter a lot, if you're not doing something outside recreating, you can get pretty depressed just being indoors all all year. But going out and getting some fresh air and activity, some exercise is just a wonderful thing to do in the winter. I love to both downhill and cross-country ski for two different reasons. Um, the downhill is kind of more thrilling. The cross-country is a really good workout. So, you know, so that's why I love it myself. And well, and the other reason is because it's something that that we have taken on as a, as a family sport. And uh, our kids were raised on the slopes too. And it's something that you can do together with your family, no matter what your ability level is. Because if you're, you know, if you want to go down one slope and your kids want to go down a different one, you can meet up at the bottom and ride the chairlift together again. It's just a nice way to spend the day um, with your family. So, so for both reasons, I think it's, it's really, really uh, a good thing to do. Yeah. And I, and I know one of the things that I really appreciate about skiing is the fact that you can kind of control your adventure level. So if you you know, really want to go fast down a hill, you certainly can. And if you want to take your time, you certainly can. So like we were talking about before, just, oh yeah, we'll just meet all at the bottom and we'll just, you know, take the chairlift up. So that way it's, it's, it's not, not everybody has to, you know, barrel down the hill at full speed to, to appreciate skiing. You can totally, you know, take your time and ski down for 10 or 15 minutes and then stop, take a break and then ski for another 10 minutes or whatever, whatever it is that you choose to do. So that to me is very appealing about skiing. It is. It is. It's and Michigan is a perfect place to learn to ski because our slopes aren't quite as intimidating as uh, they are. Say if you're out into the Rocky Mountains or someplace, yeah. And there, you know, you can take them a little bit at a time here, and you know, and that makes it fun for everyone. So, and you know, I must say too that. We've got cross-country skiing. Is This is a wonderful state for cross-country skiing. It's You don't have the altitude issues that you do in some other states. So, And we've got wonderful, wonderful trails all over the state. So it's, it's wonderful to do it. Excellent. And when you're, when you're talking about the trails, is this something that would be specific to uh, the ski slopes? Or is this something that's like available on uh, you know, a combination of public land, private land? How does that work? 
all of the above. Um, oh, cool. We have our ski areas, uh, many of our ski areas in Michigan have cross-country trails and fat bike trails as well as snowshoe trails too. So so everybody can have a little something to do. If, they're, if they don't necessarily want to go downhill skiing, they've got those other options. But there are also trails at county parks and at state parks as well. It's uh, Michigan.org has a list of the the cross-country trails that's pretty extensive. So you can find places that maybe are nearby you, even if you aren't going to go out downhill skiing, say you could go out cross-country. Excellent. And if somebody, like, let's say somebody wants to try this out, how easy it is is it for them to go and, you know, let's say, you know, rent the equipment for a day? So what I would suggest is if you wanted to try, if you're, if you're talking about cross-country, well, actually, either way, cross-country or downhill, my recommendation would be to go someplace where you can have a lesson to try it out. Uh, it's really worth the investment, and especially in January when you can do Discover Michigan Skiing, but it's worth the, the time and effort to take a lesson before going. Even for cross-country skiing, it's not, uh, you don't just slap some skis on and just take off um, on a trail. There's there are ways to do it that make it easier for you to glide, and and a, le- a le- quick lesson would help with that quite a bit. And I'm going to advocate for that because for years, I mean, I've always loved skiing, but for years I was like the fastest snowplow skier in the world because <laughs> for some reason I was being cheap guy and I did not want to pay for a lesson. And I tell you that the one, so for some friends invited me to go skiing with them, I went and I said, you know what, I'm going to pay for the lesson. I'm going to stop being stupid and I'm going to pay for the lesson. And I took a lesson in the morning, which they kind of kicked me out of and said, you're too advanced. You you know, take this other lesson over here. And then I did. All of a sudden, skiing became fun. And I thought to myself, why in the world did I wait so long to to take a lesson? It was, you know, I don't think people realize that when you're snow plowing down a hill, you're actually using a lot of leg muscle. And I was always physically wiped out after maybe going down the run two or three times. But when you're like actually skiing and you you know how to control the skis going down, it just makes the experience so much more pleasurable. Yes, it does. It does. So, so right. I, so I definitely do recommend doing that. It's, it takes, you know, it also takes a little bit of the fear out of, out of it. Some people are, are intimidated by, by the thought of skiing. And if you take a lesson, you're going to learn how to control your skis to stop and to turn and also how to ride the lift, which is all really important. And yes. so definitely recommend a lesson. Yeah, I've seen so many yard sales at the top of a hill and, you know, when the when the when the ski lift stops, you know, because people were getting off the ski lift or whatever it is and they fell or they hooked their ski or something like that. So, you know, safety first, they, they stop the lift so that way they're not getting piled on. But all those little things like that. And, I, and for the skiing too, the ski lessons that you were talking about before. I've always been very happy with the fact that you're you're in a very controlled environment. Like the grades are very subtle. So that way you can just really start to get a feel for what it's like to be able to make turns, things like that. It, it's not that, you know, they take you to the top of this giant hill with like a 400 vertical drop and, uh, you know, they say good luck. You know, you, right, they really, right. you really do kind of move at your own pace. Right. And sometimes friends will do something like that to you. <laughs> so, so definitely I always recommend taking a lesson. But I also did want to mention another program that we have for families. Awesome. Um, Any families that have kids in the fourth and fifth grade, those kids can ski free in Michigan if they get the coldest cool ski and ride passport. It's this year where it's, it has come out as a passport app um, for your phone. What you do is you can go to our website, which is goskimichigan.com, look up 
coldest cool passport you can there's a link right on our homepage. there's an application form there it does cost 25 dollars that we you know that we have to to take there just for the the development and the maintenance of the app but but what you get for that is your child will be able to ski two or three times at each of the 28 i think it is participating ski areas so you can go twice to Boyne, you can go, no, three times to Boyne, three times to Shanty Creek, you can go twice to Mount Holly, ski all over, and it's free for your children. Parents need to pay for a lift ticket, but the kids are free. I mean, that's a pretty decent deal. The reason we do that is a couple things. One reason is because we know that through studies, we've found that if kid learns to ski and loves it when they're young, uh, they're going to keep that sport with them through their life. They'll they'll maintain it. So the earlier you can get them hooked on skiing, the better it is for our industry. But it's also really, really good for families. It's a wonderful uh, way to get out and enjoy the winter together. And we're making it affordable for you. Yeah, excellent. And uh, I'm loving all this talk about skiing because I know that for us, you know, the season's coming up quickly. And right now, I know that, you know, the governor has issued, uh, at the time of this recording, they've issued the uh, the epidemic uh, order, which is basically, you know, stay home for the next three weeks, which is probably going to be extended. So from, you know, from your organization's standpoint, you know, what are, what are some of the things that you guys are thinking about, or perhaps even uh, some processes in place so that, that if a family does come out and go skiing, that uh, they can feel safe? So... This is really, really important. What, what we're stressing is know before you go. Check the ski area's website of, of where you're heading to find out what their COVID-19 policies are because they're going to be different from ski area to ski area. First of all, all of them across Michigan require you to wear face coverings, cloth face coverings over your nose and mouth when you're wherever you are on the ski area except heading down the hill whenever but it's everywhere wherever social distancing can't be achieved so that means uh, you're going to wear them at the base when you're staging area where you're putting on your skis you're going to be wearing them when you're in a lesson you're going to wear them when you're uh, in the lift lines and riding the lift if you're riding the lift with someone that doesn't come from your same party so be prepared by bringing something that you're comfortable wearing all day outside in that respect and then the other thing is is that Ski areas are going to all have different different offerings or different things that they can and can't do. Some of them are doing creative things like providing food trucks in their parking lots um, or extending their dining by, by putting out heaters and outdoor tables and things like that. Others might not be able to do that and may require you to eat in your, bring a, brown, bring a brown bag and eat in your car. So you need to know ahead of time what to expect. Some of them are requiring reservations to get a lift ticket too, or requiring you to buy your lift ticket online. So you really need to know that before you head out to the slopes. Very, very, very important. Yes. And that's actually something that I've already started to see being implemented in place. Uh, an example, that would be the, the Detroit Institute of Art. You know, even though usually you can get tickets and go anytime you want, but they're actually asking you to make a reservation when you get your tickets. So that way they don't have, you know, let's say, you know, 500 people show up at 10 o'clock in the morning and they can't accommodate right. all those people. So I'm, st- I'm seeing those programs all over the state. And, and to me, uh, that makes sense. It does. It's so, so again, really important to check the websites 
of the ski area you're planning to attend, just so you know before you go. There are links on our GoSkiMichigan.com website to all the ski areas, and we have information there, like little synopsises of what, what to expect at the ski area, but really go right to their website and check it out before you head out. Excellent. And what I would like to do is I'd like to talk to you a little bit about the the association. So if you would, please, and, uh, you know, I think this is a great way for us to learn more about you, but maybe tell us about you know, three things that maybe people don't know about skiing in Michigan that you wish they did know. Oh, three things that they don't know that, ooh, okay. In Michigan, skiing is affordable and it's accessible. Those are two really, really important things. And in Michigan, skiing is is not as intimidating as it is in some other states. So it's affordable, it's accessible, and it's not intimidating. Those are pretty good things, I'd say. And it's also really good activity to get out, to get you outside and get some exercise in the winter. Yeah, and I would think it'd be a really good thing for, you know, for families to be a part of as well. Yeah. Yep. So, awesome. That's great. So, let's talk a little bit more about in the association because uh, on your website, you've got a, a pretty big section in here regarding uh, sustainability and your, your commitment to it. So what is what are some of the things that you're doing to, to help focus and foster sustainability? Okay, so we view we view climate change as um, the largest threat to our industry. It's you know it's something that we really all have to pay attention to and and be mindful of. So what we did is we put together the sustainability initiative where we are committed to advocate for sustainability practices, empower our members to take action and to educate uh, our members and guests about climate change and its effect on skiing and snowboarding. So, so you know, we're kind of this three-pronged um, approach to sustainability. We advocate, that means, you know, prov- supporting bills that are important to our climate, empowering our members by, we have a sustainability certification program where they can get, where they, 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 they go through this application and they can get um, certified and our certification levels are the same as our, our, our skiing, the ratings of our slopes, which is the red, I mean, the green circle is the easiest slopes and uh, we have a green circle a blue square, which is uh, intermediate slopes, and a black diamond, which is the, which are more difficult slopes. So you can get sustainability certifications in those levels as well. So you really want to go for the black diamond, but it's you know anyway we kind of just use it to because it's part of our you know our psyche as skiers. But so we do have that for our members, and then we try to provide education for members and for anyone, any consumer, anyone who's interested on links to how, how people can go about helping out, doing more uh, for, you know, toward this effort. It's, it's got to be a, a program that everyone, you know, takes part in. Um, but skiers are trying to do our, our share by, by taking this, you know, if they take the sustainability certification program, they'll, it's easy to see how they're ranking and what they're doing and what they could maybe do better. Like, you know, they can take it and see, oh, well, we're really not doing a whole lot when it comes to our recycling. We could do better at that. Or we could do better at at 
conserving energy um, by taking part in some of these energy conservation programs that are available, or or even doing things like providing, you know, making rules that that employees can't sit in their car with it running while they're waiting for somebody else to come out. They have to, you know, they just just little things that that will make a difference. So anyway, that's what our program is all about. Excellent. And if if someone's listening to this and they want to learn more about the association or take advantage of the the whole litany of resources that you've talked about today on the podcast episode, what would be what would be the best way for them to to be able to connect with you online? So I really think that they can start with our website, which is GoSkiMichigan.org or .com, and either way it goes. And and just take a look at what our programs are. We've got them all listed. You can see the members of the ski, of the industry, the lodging members, the retail members in our ski areas. You can look up uh, and see what we've got going on as far as we've got a link to uh, to news information about what we're doing or what you know what's going on in the industry. We also have a ski hall of fame where we induct those people that have made impact on skiing in our state. And that's, that's all listed right on our website. That is excellent. I absolutely love the, the, yeah, I love that. That's great. And for our audience, we will have those links in the show notes down below. Mickey, it's been great having you on the podcast today. I love talking about skiing. So thank you so much for being here today. I love talking about skiing too. You're welcome. Hey everyone. If you enjoyed this episode, then subscribe to our email newsletter. When you subscribe, you'll get new episode announcements. You'll get all kinds of great behind the scenes information on upcoming guests. Plus you'll receive special offers from our guests and partners that you can only get through the email newsletter. Subscribing is quick, easy, and best of all, it is free. Just go to callleadership.com email, type in your email address and you're done. Once again, that's calloflearership.com slash email. I'll catch you in the next episode.